0: These muddy claw prints on my clean floor.
1: Sorry, March. Pinchy got all dirty in the yard chasing birds. But don't worry, I put him in a nice hot bath.
0: Hey, what smells so good?
1: Yeah. Pinchy. Pinchy oh. Pinchy! Oh. Oh. Oh, man, that's good. Pass the butter. Uh,
0: Are you gonna eat that all by
1: yourself? uh, Pinchy would have wanted it this way. My dear sweet Pinchy. No more pain where you are now, boy. Yes. Oh god, that's tasty! I wish Pinchy were here to enjoy this! (laughs) Pinchy.
2: Four finger discount, dude!
3: Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week, we are here to review Lisa Get an a. I am Dando.
4: I am Mitch, How and I am sounding marginally better, although not entirely better. And um, that came to fruition at work today. Uh, I was speaking with a gentleman um, who called back around about 15 minutes later. So uh, he came through to someone else in the department. An email goes out to the group. we uh gone, if a female advisor... Was having a conversation with such and such. So, I see that in the um, email subject and I just sort of, my eyes drift away. I'm like, well, obviously not me. And then I read the rest of the email. I've gone, hang on a second. This situation sounds suspiciously familiar. (laughs) And it was me. I was mistaken for being a lady on the phone. Really? Yeah. Mistaken for being a lady? Yeah. A very masculine lady. Uh, Apparently, a very husky lady named Mitch. (laughs) It's not like I'm going under a pseudonym. (laughs) That's not bad. You even said your name was Mitch? Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show how little attention people can pay to other people that they're talking to. Yeah, true. But
3: were you putting in any effort as well? Or?
4: Well, I was listening. I was giving advice. Oh. I was,
3: I was oh. doing my job. Oh. oh, your new name is now the listen lady.
4: I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was listening enough to know that I was talking to a man.
3: Well, <laughs> um, see, you know how last week I had all those ulcers on my tongue? Well, yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've, I've recovered. They're still there, but they're not as painful. Yep. But you know what I did yesterday? What? I was chowing down on a delicious homemade burger and I bit the inside of my lip you know when you bite it really hard? Like you you genuinely bite it. Yeah. You know? And you, you sort of hear the crunch of the lip, yeah, 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 yeah. or the gum, yeah.
4: and feel it,
3: yeah. Oh, uh, and, and you're halfway through it, and you go, "Well, I've committed to the bite. I'm going to keep going now." <laughs> and um, yeah, and I've got, but I, I bit my there's tongue some, at the same time. There's still time. some burger in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bit my tongue at the same time, so I have like a hole on the end of my tongue and a hole in my gum. I'm not going well at the moment at yeah, all. Yeah, man,
4: that's brutal.
3: Yeah. Anyway, it's enough complaining. Lisa gets an A. I love this episode. I think it's the the best one of the season so far. So Close. far. Um, uh, the, the, my favorite to date was the first one, the Light of the Dance. Yep, this one, this one uh, eclipsed it. I thought this was just funny from start to finish. I really, really enjoyed it.
4: Yeah, I gotta agree. And after a few episodes where I'm like, you know, I've been able to pick a couple bits and a, a couple flaws with it, um, this one is a really, really good episode from start to finish. Very, very funny. Uh, I really enjoy that they find a new way to explore Lisa being a sort of teacher's pet who prides knowledge and prides her work at school and all that sort of stuff. Like, rather than it be, um, you know, her struggling because she got a bad grade for the first time, struggling with getting a grade that she didn't deserve for the first time is just a, a good spin on that kind of usual storyline.
3: 100%. And I just think both the stories, like the Homer plot and the Lisa plot, yep. are both relatable in their own way. Yeah, and That's what I think it makes this episode so great is that, Lisa, we've all been there where we've we've been a, a, addicted to a video game or, you know, we wanted to skip school for whatever reason. Yeah. And where, I mean, you said that you were okay at school. Like, you, you could have done better, but you just didn't try. Yeah. But you can, you can put yourself in this situation where if you really wanted to do well on a test, you, you'd be like, do I cheat just so I get a good grade? So, it's yeah. relatable in that sense. And also, Homer's story with looking after the lobster is, anyone with a soul could not kill Pinchy,
4: right? Um... I don't... Oh, well, I don't know. I guess having raised a lobster from being a baby, it might be a slightly different story. But I, Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, for the most part, I don't think people have the same attachment to fish as they have to other animals. I, I do um find it... Like, I could never rear a pig and then slaughter the pig. That's something that I just couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do. Or even couldn't send them a off farmer, to be no. slaughtered by someone else. No, I couldn't be a farmer raising... Animals for food. It's just... I've become far too attached. I find it hard to not get attached to an animal. If I spend more than 10 minutes with something, I'm attached to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he who won't kill spiders, that doesn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I, I just think, like I said, I think both stories were relatable and that's what made this episode so fun to watch. Mm.
4: Um, it's also just... I mean, it's just funny. It's just a really well-written comedy episode mm. as well. Like, yeah. And as much as that sounds ridiculous to say, you know, it's just funny, it's not a lot of a, um insight there. But the jokes are timed really well. The um, setups all pay off. Everything, everything about it works. And the good thing is that neither of the stories have
3: anything to do with each other, but they intertwine them in a way where it doesn't feel uh, unnatural. Like they're sort of just discussing it over the kitchen table or whatever. So, they've both got yeah. their own stories, and both stories
4: are really good in their own right. Yeah. Yeah, neither of them need to be crowbarred in, like, for one to uh, tie into the other one, as you mentioned. Like, it's, they find very natural ways to get everyone to be able to chat about the same thing. Like, it's not that wandering along going, oh, what are you doing here? I'm just here with my giant lobster. Like, it's, yeah, everything. Um, everything flows nicely. Even Lisa wanting to smell the 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 lobster. Being I enjoyed cooked. the smell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. That was clever, and that was the sort of thing because I'm sure there would have been some people, probably us in 30 years' time, um, who would have gone. Well, hang on, why would she care? She's a vegetarian. And it was just yeah. a good way of of um, getting around that criticism before it could even happen. Is it also a jab at vegetarians? Do you think? I don't think so. No, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm sure a lot of the staff are vegetarians at the Simpsons. Yeah, and. I've never actually been around lobster while it cooks, so I don't know what it smells like, but I imagine it would be a pretty intoxicating smell so i'm not I'm not a seafood eater. I'll yeah. eat flake from the shop whatnot um funny story
3: about flake, I'll tell you later on okay. but um yeah. I'll, I'll tell you now so Nicholas friend from England <laughs> Nicholas friend from England came over we get fish and chips right, and you know how we say a piece of flake yep well, what do you think she said um or did she ask for cod or something like that? Or no, no, it, no. Like, it's, she, it, it's not even that funny. It just sounds really odd. She goes, Can I have a piece of shark? Thank you. Oh, a piece of shark. Okay. Because Flake is shark. What piece <laughs> would you like, madam? I'll have the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if I, I,
4: like when you're a kid, you don't realize that Flake is shark. <laughs> oh, I knew um, from a relatively early age. I think I actually knew because of Greg Fleet doing stand up comedy, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, um. Uh, But yeah, like you you wouldn't say it in much the same way that you wouldn't go, you know, at a pub. What would you have? Um, I'll have this, I'll have the cow. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Yeah, all right.
3: Um, but yeah, that, that was my funny story of the week. (laughs) What were we discussing though? Um. Oh, the smell of seafood? Yeah, I'm just not yeah. a seafood dude. I, I cannot stand the smell. What do you like? You've you eat you've eaten oysters and stuff. Before, uh, right? Yeah, I love seafood of pretty okay, much all, yeah, all
4: varieties. Um, do you like the smell of bacon? Like, I know you don't eat bacon, but bacon is something that to other people smells pretty delicious. So, does it be sit well honest, with you? To be honest, I can't remember being around the last time it was being cooked. I've I've been around it
3: cooked, but not being cooked. Yeah, okay. So, I guess the... Like, see, I walk past, uh, past Baker's Delight and cheese and bacon rolls and things like that. Yep. It still smell really good. Um, Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, Smell of ham and stuff. I guess like when you... Well, Nicola cooked a Christmas ham, so that smelled really good. So I just still enjoyed the smell. So I guess it's true. Like you still, whilst you don't want to eat it, you still live vicariously through the scent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But yeah, this story here, I've sort of come to the conclusion that I think at this point in time, I enjoy Homer the most when he's not the main character. Because it's not so in my face that he's doing something wacky when he should be at work.
4: Yeah, because he's only point. in this episode from time to time, you don't sort of go, shouldn't he be at work? And and he's not trying a new role. Like, you know, there's nothing that he's doing here that would stop him from being able to still be working at the power plant. Exactly. He's not changing his beliefs. He's not doing
3: finding a new job or anything like that. He's just doing something that's realistic and he can actually buy into the fact that Homer would do it.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. um, I I wanted to ask off the back of this episode... um. Have you ever actually, like, have you ever accidentally killed an animal or accidentally killed a pet? And I know that's a dark question. Uh
3: not. I, well, see, I overfed my goldfish once, and he got really sick, and he yep. didn't die, but he didn't live for much longer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that hardly counts. Goldfish are hard to keep alive. At yeah. The best yeah. of times. I, I I just remember walking in, and he was. It's oh, it's so depressing. But so, <laughs> I walked in like would've been like eight nine year old Dando and Stripester. was his name? Yeah, the a stripe Stripester. down him <laughs> Stripester. Stripester. He had a big stripe down him. And he was, like, floating sideways. But he was still, you know, the fish where they breathe, just bloop, bloop. Yeah, so, yeah. I got, I, this, is, this is morbid as anything. So, I was getting my pencil and just, like, balancing him up so he was balancing straight, thinking that would keep him alive. <laughs> and I was there for a
4: good hour, I reckon. I was there for a long, oh, long man. time, just keeping him floating. And mum was just, like... You should have put two pencils side by side and then, like, one thing along the top so your pencils could just run down and keep him stuck <laughs> there without having to yeah. hold it. But Jesse Pinkman in the in the... Lab, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, um going off and played Crash Bandicoot,
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just yeah that that's uh, that's me accidentally making a fish sit to the point where it died. Have I accidentally killed something? Nothing that's of any importance.
4: Like it's yeah, just okay. insects, basically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, no, actually no, I ran over a rabbit once. And that that upset. Oh me okay. Yeah, but I mean, look, they move pretty quick, so yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like you have a story though. I feel like you got a barn burner. Well, Ash has a friend who um i won't name because it's not my story to tell. we'll talk. just call her a grinter i oh, know that's just too, too obvious no i Ashty. can na- i can name ash <laughs> <laughs> I just can't name a friend um yeah. who had a pet duck as a as a young child so like i had a wild duck as a pet yeah okay sweet um no wonder nicola fell for you um so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh friend pet duck uh duckling perhaps Um, was walking along, duck behind, fell over... Whoa, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, 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 Duckling
4: or duck? Small duck. That's worse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fell on his pet duck, sat on it, squashed it, killed it. Oh, no. Yeah. And the thing that I was saying, Ash, that really gets me about this story is that would be really upsetting. Oh, traumatizing. But I can't help but imagine that it would have made a really funny sound. Just like, 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 like Homer sitting on the fish. Yeah. Like you imagine, particularly if the kids got like a nappy on, so like you've got the sound of a nappy going like, hang on, I'll try to kind of like expression of air squeezing out of a nappy. You've also got like that little noise that anyone makes when they sit down and they kind of compress their belly a little bit. And that combined with, it's like the last thing that you hear.
3: Uh, I, don't, I don't want to think about it. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the, the poor guy though. The guy would have been so upset. Oh, I would have been devastated. What about you though? Have you ever killed something by accident?
4: Um, no. All I of do it my, all deliberately. <laughs> all of my victims were calculated and planned.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of something that's upsetting, this scene of Willie going through the toilet oh, yeah. was pretty horrific. Yeah, you got a friend in there.
4: That was like. Was that one step too far? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, because he didn't actually see any... Like, it's just his arm in the toilet. It's all there for your imagination. But you can't look at the character of Willie ever the same way again. Well, that's his job. He's a maintenance man. But do...
3: Right. So, the maintenance guy back at your school, do you think he ever had to reach in and pull shit out with his bare hands? No,
4: but my school meet th- met the minimum GPA. So... Ah, yeah, of course. So, they had funds to be able to get Kenny. <laughs> But you, you were constantly cheating on your tests and getting government grants. Uh, I was handing out the answers to others. Yeah, you, the guy in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it was more that I was working for the guy in the toilet. I was supplying the answers to him. Oh, yes. So yeah. you're like the inside guy. So yeah. I was giving him the raw materials and then he was on-selling it to the public. <laughs> what was your favourite moment from the episode, do you think? Uh, my favourite moment? Uh, you know, as simple as it is, I really enjoyed Millhouse just copying the... um. Concrete cinder block tetherball to the face. Oh yeah, and Nelson punching it as well. <laughs> yeah, Nelson punching it was funny enough, but the fact that it just smashed Milhouse right in the eyes
2: <laughs> really funny. He couldn't avoid it. <laughs> no, it was
4: moving so slowly. Uh, and Homer connecting with Pinchy over the fact that he cowered the same way that Bart does in the pool. Yeah, look at him take cower that Pinchy, just like the boy. <laughs>
3: I just love to take that, Pinchy. <laughs>
4: you little scamp.
3: Uh, the, and that, That's the moment where you fall in love with him, the character of Pinchy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the thing. Pinchy's one of those characters that you think... Of, so I, I don't know why, but I completely forgot it was in this episode, Pinchy. Mm. I, oh. And you, you said you haven't seen this episode. So, was this the first time oh, you no, saw I, Pinchy? I,
4: so, I have seen this episode, as it turns out. Um, okay. I just... It was was one that, like, once I'd sort of read the synopsis, I was like, ah, yeah, right. Like, while it's been a while, I did have very fond memories of liking it, even though I couldn't remember specific jokes or anything along those lines in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this was one of those ones that, if you asked me, do you like this episode, I'd say yes, but if you asked me a single trivia question about it in advance, I wouldn't have been able to answer it, other than, like, you know, what is the lobster's name? I Um, remember also when I was a kid, I did enjoy the fact that she was playing Crash Bandicoot, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. That so it's was, just that like, hey, cool.
3: hey, hey, they play the games that I play. Yeah. My favourite moment, so I had a couple, and neither of them related to the to Homer or Lisa. Mm-hmm. So I just love Sea Captain. Do you have any sparrow change? <laughs> <laughs> what about that and in particular? Just the fact that, like, this guy's just like, he's offering this advice, or pretend to offer advice, mm. but then just busking for money. <laughs> local local <laughs>
4: reference Sea Captain in that moment was basically making me think of uh, Jimmy, the dog trainer from Bowen Heads. Oh yeah, what? What? Don't you like Jimmy? No, I do like Jimmy, but I mean, like just the fact that he's running an obedient school for lobsters. Oh, I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. At least dog training is a, a, a justifiable thing. Yeah, that's <laughs>
4: true. We've had Jimmy in, um, into the house to like he's he's excellent. That's what I thought you had. Yeah, yeah, he's like the dog whisperer. Helen Lovejoy's commitment to the lie. Now you may not have noticed it. You have
3: to look hard. The faint but at the, the faint. Yeah. You didn't have so, to look that hard. It was pretty... Okay, okay. I didn't know whether you... Because sometimes you're looking down not quite paying attention. But yeah. the whole town's in there. They know it, this is a lie. And Helen Lovejoy does the, the cliche faint. I thought the yeah. commitment to
4: that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. Because um, it's one of those things, actually, that something feels like it's up with Skinner in that moment. Um, I was trying to... Cause like, again, I because I'd read the synopsis, I knew that the whole thing was staged. But I was like, yeah. would this have worked? Would I have been fooled if I hadn't read it? And I reckon I possibly could have suspected something was up, but yeah, like the lovejoy moment might have made me change my change my tune a little bit about that.
3: Well, there's no way you would ever guess that Otto was the com. com no, that was, was com, That controller. was pretty Comptroller, solid. Yeah. Controller, pretty solid. Yeah. Mission Impossible style moment there. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, Rufus taking the women' body suit off in Bill and Ted 2. Yeah. Right.
4: Okay.
2: From this day forward, your name shall be.
4: Uh, quite a few suggestions for new names this week. Um, there was a ripper that came through. That I hope you read it out. Oh, which one? Did,
3: well, which one did you like the most? Um, well, read them through, and I'll tell you whether. As soon as you say it, I know it
4: was that one. Well, there's so I many. What posted, if I miss yeah. it? Alrighty, I'll go through it. I'll find your post. Okay, Bryce Covell with Pinchy and a Punch for the first A of the month. That's that That's was bad. Pretty solid. Alistair Danick with Crock Lobster. Not too bad. Lisa Pinches and A+++, from Chris Moore. Croc Lobster's pretty damn good. Luke McKay with easy A++++. Slightly more mm-hmm. recent movie reference there. A Dingo Ate My Grady. That, that's the one, I think. From Kai Russell. That's got seven likes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Seven likes. <laughs> I was a big a fan. A Dingo
3: Ate My Grady. That is fantastic.
4: Didn't get as much love, but Mark Boston Burgess with Straight out of Comptroller.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good, too.
4: I reckon they're the best of them this month. There's there's, there's a few others that are also very, very good. Um, so, yeah. I mean, shout out to all. Uh, my suggestion for this month was, look, probably... A, I mean, it's a bit of an obscure Australian bit of lingo that would make sense to some people, but foreign listeners, it's going to be too hard to explain. Lisa does her dash.
3: Yep. Okay, so we can explain what dash... Doing your dash means that you've, you've blown your chance. Like you've ruined guess, it, or you've, yeah. It's the you've thing that it. your
4: parents would yell at you. So, like... Yeah. Um, you were supposed to have done the dishes before you've like before you were going to get some dessert. You haven't. You had multiple opportunities, and they would say, "That's it. You've done your dash." <laughs> it's going to start with "That's it." Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> or possibly, no. I'm sorry, but you've yeah. done your dash on this one.
3: <laughs> that was mum and dad. Was that's it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Next question. You there eating the paste?
4: All right, trivia. I let you kick off this week. I reckon. All right then. Uh, what was Lisa's breakfast order?
3: Breakfast order at the supermarket place. Um, uh, no, no,
4: no. When she's having her like fourth day off in a row. Oh, fuck! It was
3: uh, waffles or pancakes. One of those. Yeah, uh, it? it was pancakes. Like a sh- pancakes short stack. S- short stack. Uh,
4: will it kill you to something syrup? Is it? <laughs> okay, you you kind of halfway there, so. Hash browns, coffee, and a short stack, and would it kill you to warm up the syrup? What well, syrup, okay, yeah. I, knew, yeah.
3: I knew it was would you would it kill you to do something? Yeah. yeah. I'll take 0. 0.25 of a point. <laughs> uh, I'll give you I'll give you 0. 0.45. Okay.
4: I'm not a good negotiator.
3: My first question is: what flavour
4: ice cream did Lisa pull out of the fridge in the end for Homer? Ah, uh, Sherbet Hoover. Well done. Thank you. Uh, my second question. What was the name of... Uh, I don't even know if you said it before, but what was the name of the State Comptroller? Ah,
3: oh, I know his last name was Atkins. That was it, actually. That was all we had. State Comptroller okay, cool.
4: Atkins. Uh, cool. Comptroller Atkins. Oh, it was an
3: app. I thought it was Atkins. I apologise.
4: Yeah, no, no, no. It is Atkins. I misspoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, what two things does Miss Hoover find on the test? So, on Ralph's test and uh,
4: Alice's test. Drambuey and... Mm-hmm. Kahlua? well done. Yes, two, two out of two. Woman after well, my th- own heart. Three out of three, basically. And my final question is, what? What is the soy sort of substitute product that Lisa has the sample of? Oh, I don't. I don't. Don't know. Uh, oven roasted cud. Cud. I knew it was a really strange word. Yeah. It almost pa- sounds like a swear word. It almost does. Yeah. Packed in Your its cud? own drool.
3: Yeah. It sounds disgusting. Dirty, anyway. dirty cud. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, where
4: was Springfield Elementary first built? Uh, Missouri. Well done. You nailed it. Yeah. four Is there a Springfield in Missouri? Like, was Missouri one of the candidates? Because I was wondering if that's why they were so shocked.
3: Isn't there a Springfield
4: in every town in the States? I've looked. Well, yeah, possibly. Missouri. Okay, so more to the point. At... Uh, there is a Springfield in Missouri, yeah. So by... It's the third largest city in Missouri. By this stage of the history of the show, were they still keeping it under wraps where the town supposedly yeah. was? Yeah.
3: They didn't reveal it to the Simpsons movie, man. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So, which was season like
4: 20, I think, or 19 or something. Yeah. So, that goes to a degree to explain that little gasp of like, you know, the worst place in Missouri. Yeah. (gasps) You you know, know you're watching the old school Simpsons when that's still a recurring gag. Yeah. 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 And
3: that's it for trivia for this week. Well done, sir. You got every single question correct.
4: Yeah, it's been a while since I've done that, I think.
3: It's been a while since either of us have done it. Yeah, good job. Alrighty, Now it's time for.
4: It's the patron mailbag time.
3: Patron mailbag. I never get sick of that intro.
4: This is my favorite time of the week. The
3: patron mailbag. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty fun, isn't it? We it's do it's, love our patrons. The, it's, it's
4: honestly the um, it is the most important, enjoyable part of the show right now, and it, not even about like this isn't just sucking up to patrons. I don't care where the questions come from. Uh, I just enjoy getting some different questions prompted by the episodes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Before we get into it, uh, shout-out to our new $5 patron, Sam Mayhew. Mayhew. Thank you so much, Sam. And a shout-out to our beloved $20 patron, the one and only Mr. Jordan Ritchie. We love you, sir. First question from the Patreon mailbag this week from it's Gavin my- Shortall. He says, what was the first video game that you completed fully? Oh,
4: I reckon... Uh, well, the first video game that I ever saw completed fully was Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Mine
3: was exactly the same!
4: Yeah, except it was my dad that completed it. It, it was, was exactly the same! It was see- my dad! Yeah, he was obsessed. Um,
3: I, I, fucking seriously, honest to God, my dad, I sit there for hours watching my dad play
4: it. But I've got a story about how we finished it, so you, you tell yours first. Okay. Um, the, the first one that I reckon I ever fully completed was probably Donkey Kong Country. Okay. See, I never had a, a
3: Super Nintendo. I only had a Sega. Then I went straight to PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. But um, I can
4: imagine that being many hours of fun. And again. like, I'll exclude something like Mario Brothers because you know, like, yeah, you can complete it, but, but like it, I, I feel like arcade games don't count in that. Like, nah. Yeah. Even though Alex's kid is kind of the same, but uh, yeah, I suppose it is a little bit. But it felt bigger. It felt really intense to try to complete Alex Kidd. It, f- it felt more dangerous and sort
3: of uh, nerve wracking. Certain, Look, yeah. You remember in the first level when you had to try and shoot that, not uh, punch that
4: octopus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The oct- yeah, like really sort of small contact point to yeah. The difference between punching it and dying was and it really, whop, 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 yeah, <laughs> really, really small. Um, Don't even yeah, get yeah, me so- started on that fish
3: with legs. Oh my god. What about the, the frog thing with the bubbles? Yeah. I don't know what sort of fucking miracle these people would like. Oh, oh, oh was, that, was that the fish
4: with legs? Uh, I don't I know. Always saw it as a, I always saw it as a frog. It used to go up oh, and down. Oh, sorry. Go... Yeah, no, 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 that's right. It's a frog with... Yeah. But a, yeah. a frog that looked like it was a human. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. a human with a frog head. Yeah, it wasn't anyway. good.
3: Um, But at the, the last level, though, it was, imp- it was like virtually impossible. I remember my dad... Because obviously back when we were kids, you didn't have me- memory cards. You couldn't no. save it. So no. you would just pause the Sega... Mega Drive. Um, I think Super Nintendos may have, may have had save points, but the Sega Master System didn't. Um, and we're playing Alex Kidd, and you know, over a course of a week, you know, left the machine on, the console on, just kept pausing it, going to bed. And my dad got to the last level. I'll never forget, he had four lives. And at the end of Alex Kidd in Miracle World... Uh, by the way, it's Alex Kidd, not Alex the Kid. I know, right? I never learned that till I was older. <laughs> but Alex Kidd in Miracle World, you have to do the pattern on the floor of the castle. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, no. There's like all these symbols on the floor, and you have to like s- jump and stand on them in a certain order in order to kill the, the, the Jankin or whatever his name was, the, yep. the, the king. And my dad wasted three lives trying to do it, trying to figure it out, and he couldn't. He's like, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Because, you know, once you lose that last life, that's it. There's no, you know, re- resave points. Yep. But there was a guy that he worked with who had clocked the game, and he had written down the code as oh he did God. it. Oh, my God. So it's my like, dad went to. It's like Indiana
4: Jones in The Last Crusade.
3: It really was. So he we, we went to work the next day, and I was so excited at work because, uh, at school that day, because dad's like, yeah, I'll get it off the guy. So I get home from school, waiting for dad by the Sega. Dad walks in. Before we have tea, we sit down. Dad's got the code, and he let me do it. Oh, wow. It was like the greatest moment ever of that's, my
4: childhood. <laughs> that's very generous of him.
3: Yeah. So like, that was like the first time I ever really remember bonding with my dad when my dad let me. Do the final code and kill
4: the boss, and we both—I feel like we both clocked Alex Kid. <laughs> yeah, that's that'd be like um, Michelangelo letting someone else do the the final bit of the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> like, like here um, you go, son, uh, do the final final
3: stroke. It was a it was a pretty good ad uh, moment. But uh, next question, anyway. Uh, good question, Gavin. Thank you for that. Uh, Jet Girdham says. I had over 12,000 wins in NHL 94. I had that game as well. Um, I didn't play it that much, but mm-hmm. mostly because I grew up in a tiny rural community and there was nothing else to do. Yep. Do you have any video game accomplishments that you are both equally proud of and slightly ashamed of? Ooh. That's a very for me, good question. For me, it was AFL 99, 250 goals in a game. Oh. Yeah, impressive. I made my, my men giants and everyone else really
4: small. Yep. So um, it was just go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, shame on cricket! I scored a thousand runs with Mark War in. Oh, one I in, would you have like Superman one on or something? No, no cheats. What? Yeah, thousand. What run. test match? Test yeah, match. thousand runs test match. It wasn't on the hardest difficulty setting, but I did it without any cheat codes. And then you realize that it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it at the time it meant everything. Oh yeah, that that's that is impressive. And like that's... I was actually going to call Trevor Holmes and go. Um, you should just be aware of what Mark's done. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that we've got the ashes coming up, and <laughs> has there ever been a better game than Shame War '99 for cricket? Uh, not in its time and place, no. because nah. um, I mean, like, overseas it was Brian Lara cricket. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, but like there are some. There's a cricket game out now that technically is much better, but. It doesn't, it doesn't have the greatest players of all time playing, though. Uh, well, it actually does. It's got all of that because they've it's open source. It's the it, anyway. Oh wow. Um. So, it it has certain players that are legitimately licensed, but then they just opened up a player creator, so anyone could create whoever they wanted. Um. But aside from that, it it just doesn't capture that vibe and the excitement. Um. Of What it was like, and it's just because of my age, but I don't even think it's caught on with kids these days the same way Shane Warren caught on with us back then. Nah, but you see, it's, it made the cricketers superstars, mm. they're, they're almost like superheroes they're on this
3: video game. Like, you, you now I feel like kids wouldn't want to put in a cricket game to play as a certain cricketer where you wanted to play as, yeah. Mark, Mark, as um, as Bevan yeah. in a one day match, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly right. They will like, they'll. they'll it sounds a bit ridiculous to say they're larger than life But when I was 10 years old They were larger than life characters Yeah Yeah, I completely agree Next question Jonathan Rossi What is the ballsiest thing you've ever done To get out of going to school Or any sort of equivalent obligation? Ballsiest And a and sub-question Did it work? And or what was the result? Um, I once Made sure my front door was unlocked at home And then deliberately locked my keys in my car So I didn't have to go to work <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's, that's not ballsy, great. but that was
4: just lazy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, all right, so when we moved in to the house, I had a day where the garage door fell off its roller. Um, the garage door, yeah, real, real early on, they just hadn't hung it properly. So, like, I was exiting, and it just fell. Whoa, um, so, so, oh, that would have been scary. Yeah, um, oh, it, it didn't like fall to the ground, but it fell off the track, so it just wouldn't move anymore, and it was stuck open. Um, oh shit! So I had a legitimate day off work for that. I was like, yep, yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, that's worthy. it. Like I had to, I had to wait for a repair man to come in. But I also took a photo. So how of did the- you? How, how did you make that happen? <laughs> I didn't, but I took a photo of the door in that state, and then down the track, when I was working for a different boss in the same company, but enough people had changed hands that this would not be able to get out. I really wanted a day, so I presented that photo as if it had only just happened.
3: I was going to say, life hack, if you're ever stuck at a train that you have to cross to go to work, take a photo of it, and then when you're genuinely going to be late for work one day, send that in. Yeah, yeah. I made that
4: just make sure that there's no like trees in the side in the side ground or something like that, because the, the last thing you want is to be in the middle of summer on like this nice thirty-two degree day where you just want a bit of an extra a bit of extra time before you get to work, and it's just like autumn leaves. <laughs> and um yeah, I remember I did it
3: at Ford. <laughs> I sent it when it was like daylight savings was wasn't on, so it was dark, and, and I said I was running late. I was I stuck at the train. In, like, November when it was daylight at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, and final question. Thanks, for everybody, for sending questions, by the way. But final question today, unfortunately, is Nick Horacek. Horacek? Horacek, I'm going to say. Uh, I reckon what video game What video game did you sink the most time into as a kid? I was really big into uh, wrestling games.
4: Yeah, okay. Like I, pl- um, I
3: played, like, se- season mode, and, like, I played every show
4: of every week, you know? Yeah. Uh... Actually, yeah, I really enjoyed um, the first SmackDown. Um, SmackDown 1 and 2 were great. Yeah, but if I was to... I mean, it's hard to back this up with stats, but let me say a couple that I'll, I'll give some sort of props to. Um, Ace Combat on the PlayStation. I really, okay, really yeah, liked yeah. that. Um, Might have been Air I never Combat, owned it, but I know what it is, yeah. Depending on where you were. Um, Mortal Kombat on Nintendo 64 was huge on... Oh, I was a Tekken kid. Ah, okay, yeah. I was always a Mortal Kombat guy. Um obviously James Bond, like everyone uh golden nuts for James Bond, but if I was to try to think of anything else that was maybe a little bit more um Smash Smash Court Tennis tennis, sorry, Smash Court Tennis Pro Tournament two on the PlayStation 2, uh is probably the longest Consecutive stint I've ever played. My mate and I stayed up playing that all night to perfect a guy and take him to the majors.
3: Uh, not the yeah, like to, I used to do that on a regular. Shane War 99. I'd do that all the time on school holidays. Yeah. Stay, I'd, but I'd stay up with my dad. See, my dad, he only ever played Alex Kid. Yep. And he only ever played Shane War 99. Oh no, Tiger Woods 99. He loved that as well. Ah, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I had many all nighters playing Tiger Woods 99. Yep. Uh, yeah, mate, and I got
4: very competitive at Tiger Woods uh, yeah. uh, 2004. Um, shooting like shooting ridiculous scores. We'd be going around in like a yeah. I I th- think we may have cracked fifty on one. So it was like birdieing everything and eagling uh, all par fives. Maybe even eagling one of the par fours. So like yeah, hitting a second shot in from one hundred and fifty or whatever it might be.
3: very impressive. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that is it for Patreon, Malba. Thank you guys for sending in this week. As we said, it's our favourite part of the show right now. We do is, love it here this with This concludes
4: guys. the IGN podcast for this week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a, it's a video game, not a video game based story, but it does play a, a pretty big role. It plays a big part. Yeah. yeah. So if there's any, an episode for video game questions, this was the one. Maybe even Marge Be Not Proud, but we'd have to Patreon your back at that point. But <laughs> if you want to be a part of this uh, segment... Just going to be in the Facebook group, and to do that, you're just going to be a patron at Patreon.com/slash/FourFingerDiscount. Thank you to everybody who has shown you support and signed up so far. Um, it's the best way to show you support for the show if you enjoy it. You don't have to sign up; we still love you guys for uh, tuning in. But if you do sign up, you get access to a bunch of exclusive content, such as Facebook group, other podcasts, feature on a Podcast, the Movie Guys Podcast, and whatnot. Next one we're going to be doing is Joker. I'm going to see it tomorrow night, so we oh, can yeah. finally sit down and delve into that one. Looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, so that is patreon.com slash four-finger-discount. Now, Mitch, let's get into our review of Lisa Gets an A. The original air date was November 22nd, 1998. The chalkboard gag was I Will Not Scream for Ice Cream. And the couch gag was where they sit on the couch and, uh, like, a hairdressing... What are these things called that go over your head at the hairdressing salon?
4: That's, fuck what I know. I've had short hair my entire life. Uh they go over your head. They're uh, just, they go over the Simpsons. They're, okay. um... They're not hair dryers, but aren't they like they basically are a kind of heat thing to help with dye setting, aren't they? That's how I've always understood it. Okay. I, I wouldn't have a clue. Um you could tell me
3: anything and I'd believe it. And they swapped the various heads of the Simpsons family. Lisa looks very unsettling with Homer's hair. Yeah, no one looks great with someone else's hair though. Nah. She kinda looked like the um the picture of Homer in the dress in the navy episode. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, the episode kicks off at the church. Now, before we get into that, we should probably mention there was a bit of controversy around this episode, wasn't there, Mitch? There was a little
4: bit of controversy just over, um, I mean, well, an innocent enough joke about um, about the beliefs of contraception Catholic. in the Catholic Church. Um, so it's yeah, when um, early on Bart is talking about you know can't we join uh, can't we become Catholic so that way we get the food and booze in church. Marge responds with, uh, no, three children is uh, plenty, thank you. Um, now, like, that's kind of funny. The only thing about that joke is it's the best it's ever been done was Monty Python, The Meaning of Life. Um, no one's ever going to top Every Sperm is Sacred, and no one's ever going to top that entire procession of children just walking out of this guy's house in the background of an episode. <laughs> uh, sorry, in the background of a sketch. Um, kind, of, kind of like Cletus's kids. Yeah, but by the same token, it also means that like, what's the point in getting offended about this? Because this is not a new joke. It's not like, you know, it's just Catholic League getting, getting their knickers in a twist. I was never religious, so it never really bothered me. But I can
3: kind of understand if you are a Catholic, then it might bother you. Um, But yeah, the sermon's dragging you on. They're off the way,
4: on their way to the family Sunday brunch. Can I to say, them to- I don't think it would bother any Catholics. I think it would bother uh, officials who just don't want their religion to be made the butt of a joke and feel like they have to say something, yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: so they're at Sunday Brunch, which is not really a restaurant. It's just a place that lets them have free samples at home. It takes them each and every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a toothpick in it, it's free. I like that theory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine if there was an actual place where you could make that work. Uh, if you can fit your toothpick in it and hold it up, you can have it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa goes down the vegetarian aisle, as we discussed earlier, and it's, it just sounds gross. And then we get a little cameo here from Gavin.
0: Gavin, honey, help mommy pick a cereal. <gasps> How about alfalfa beds? Those suck. I hate this store. But sweetheart, mommy. I hate you too. I want to live with one of my dads.
3: Yeah, I never really liked this scene. It was no. just—it's it just, just overly mean, I guess. Yeah, it is a little bit. Like, what did the mum do? Nothing. And that—that that was sort of like the joke in the Imaj being up proud, where he was rude
4: to her, but he was never this mean he was more spoiled yeah zombie zombie. I, I wonder if they were just trying to go for the like uh, you know things you overhear in supermarkets it's just that thing of kids being absolute shits when they don't get what they want
3: yeah I don't know but um, I, it didn't really sit well with me but anyway
4: it um, just felt yeah like it just felt a bit out of place and because there was no lead up to it and it went nowhere it was just a and, 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 like, it's uh, not funny it's yeah, not like, funny why, so, yeah. why is this here yeah um,
3: Bart is with the fudge Yes Just like it was last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Homer and Lisa Are going through the freezer For different I ice I've got to say creams. I loved
4: awesome. the gasp On pimply Face Teenager When Homer comes in Like the horror oh. Of what's about to happen
3: Yeah Yeah It's kind of like How a chef
4: must be When he sees a big dude Walking to an All You Can Eat buffet Could be I or- <laughs> we had some All You Can Eat uh, Japanese on the weekend Have you been to Akami Out in North Geelong Where is it Is it on Paco Paco Yeah We want to we go there Is it good Yes it is um, so it's about okay, thirty-five bucks a head, or you can eat Japanese. We probably Define Japanese. So,
3: what's what kind of dishes do you get with Japanese?
4: Uh, so well, there's a mix of things. But there's um some. Uh, I won't get ulcers on my tongue again, will I? No, 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 <laughs> no. Japanese isn't spicy. There's um some katsu curry. There's some uh there's a few different chicken dishes. There's some beef. There's some seafood. There's different dumplings or gyoza. Um, Just like various rice dishes and whatnot. Uh, I think only fried rice. So it's kind of like it's almost like a tapas style experience, but Japanese. um, And you just keep ordering shit, and it keeps coming out. So I reckon we. So it's it's not going up to
3: the buffet and helping
4: yourself. No, 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 no. It's all ordered and all cooked fresh for you as you order. The waiters just keep coming back up to the table. That's epic. Yeah. So I reckon we must have had about twelve dishes and spent seventy bucks between the two of us. So you know, break it down to about six or seven bucks each, um, or each meal. It worked out to be pretty good value. How um was it did you have drinks as well? Uh no, I do, I was happy with water. Um the drink prices were just standard though. But okay. you know, it's not a full review of Akami. I just wanted to mention that I had had some more you can eat
3: food. <laughs> I I am I'm just I forgot that I was doing a podcast. I'm just really intrigued. I want to go, I want to go there. <laughs> um yeah, anyway, so uh, Homer and Lisa are in the freezer. And um he's pushing Lisa in. And this is sort of like the setup for the Lisa story because he makes her unwell by
4: keeping her in the freezer for too long. Yeah. Which is not too um, long. Her tolerance is not great,
3: not good at all.
4: Like no. you, you don't um, get a cold from being exposed to a freezer for six seconds. Homer
3: tries to uh, get a lobster. I thought that's kind of mean. Like, uh, like, does the Homer character realize he's about to kill something? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I suppose he does. At this point, he hasn't fallen in love with it though. It's but so he he look he looks at it as food though, as opposed to a living being. Yeah. Um, and then he gets the idea. Well, you don't know what it is, but you, you can work it out what it's going to be. Hmm. Um, Homer then. Puts Pinchy in the fish tank, and, we, and this is kind of reminds me of me balancing my stripes of goldfish with the pencil, just trying to balance it out. Yeah, it's a funny visual, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Just try, it. like, hang on, I'm not finished yet. Like, oh, i yeah. still calibrating. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, Le- Lisa has the um has is sudden sneeze, has a bit of a flu. Homer has tablets with a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Homer has then cooked breakfast, and Marge thinks it's for her. It's kind of like when Homer says, well, maybe somebody will get it for you for Christmas. She has that kind of vibe. Um, Not for her at all. Um, It's for Pinchy. Uh, Lisa is too sick for school, but it's so great when Marge is going to call in sick
4: for her. I'm afraid that I can't allow that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was actually... um, That probably was one of my favorite moments as well of the episode. I just didn't have the time to write it down because I was eating dinner <laughs> um, but yeah I really loved the the animation on that was tremendous yeah and and the delivery from Yardley it was yeah. just perfect yeah, yeah. It,
3: it, could, it, it could have been delivered in so many ways but that is she absolutely nailed it yeah um, Lisa wants to make a deal and it, it's, it actually makes sense what Marge says here you don't have anything that I want yeah of course you can't bargain <laughs> with your parents they give you everything no. uh, Lisa is then watching the seaweed shark so it's kind of like the vegetarian shark week and uh, Marsh suggests that she should play a video game instead Um, because it's all the craze, apparently. And she starts playing Dash Dingo, which is just a really over-the-top Aussie version of Crash Bandicoot. Mm.
4: Because Crash Bandicoot isn't... Is it Aussie-based? I guess all the... Well, I guess it is and it isn't. Well, like, it feels Australian, but a Bandicoot... And are Bandicoots Australian? Yeah. They are? Okay. Oh, I'm thinking of a Bilby. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if a Bandicoot... Google it. You've got the computer. I'm Googling from... it right now. Bandicoot. Okay.
3: Bandicoot, a uh, group of about 20 species of small to large size animals. They are endemic to the Australian New Guinea
4: region. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go.
3: But but see, the villains, you've got Koala Kong and uh, the dingo. Uh, uh, so, the so that's true. So
4: Crash Bandicoot definitely is not as on-the-nose Australian as what the Dash Dingo parody is. No, but maybe that's the joke of this
3: where it's like, there's an Australian with the nunchucks. Hmm. As in like, it's... Australian characters, but it's well, not true. in Australia. Because, like, Crash Bandicoot has the Great Wall of China. Moment. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Crash Bandicoot, fantastic game. But, yeah, so Lisa's playing Dash Dinger, but she's taking the piss out of it. And it's funny here. It's uh, What I love about it is it makes Lisa a, a, a kid. You know, she's always portrayed as smarter than what she is. And she's, you know, I'm too good for
4: this. This is pathetic. Mm. And then just cuts to her absolutely Absolutely hooked. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens, though. The seaweed shark long since forgotten about.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but that—that's exactly what happens. You just get addicted to these games. I—I d- I did love in the game. You must find and devour the seven crystal babies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Foolish
1: dingo! You must find and devour the seven crystal babies, or spend eternity trapped in deep didgeridoo. <laughs>
0: I am so scared. All right, I guess we are supposed to go through this stupid door. Hmm, I wonder what's in this glowing barrel? (laughs) What? Nunchucks? Those aren't even Australian. Oh, great, so I'm dead now. Fine, I'm sick of this stupid game anyway. I am just four power wands away from an anti-gravity lozenge. (gasps) Hope I don't run into that weird little troll. Hi, Lisa. No, pause, pause.
4: It does have one moment here when Ralph walks in. This is something that, like, TV shows never get right. And even to the point that in El Camino, where Vince Gilligan, who's so good at getting things right, TV actors, and in this case, animated Lisa, they never get how to operate a, con- a video game controller, right? I know. It's just they, mashing they push, they push buttons, like buttons. They push way too many buttons. push too exactly. many buttons. Yeah, which is exactly what she's doing. When she's like, pause, pause, and she just keeps smashing the top left and right. Like, if you want to pause it, you've got the start button right there. It's one one button touch. Simple, This. It's like, if you're going to film that, just play a fucking game yeah. while
3: you're doing it. Like, don't pretend, just put something on the TV so they're looking at something yeah. and they'll realise they don't have to... It's, it's the same thing in sitcoms when they're driving a car. Yeah.
4: Oh, oh yeah, driving a car is a real bad one. Left, um, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. No, you're driving straight. Yeah. The only And the only thing that I would say is not only that, but make them rehearse playing a game so that way they can still concentrate on acting and play the game.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, yep, I reckon
4: yep. one of the only ones that got it right uh, off the top of my head was not in... Done. Uh, oh, well, probably uh, no, 40 year old version. Sorry, 40 year old Virgin No, I was going to say, um, swingers with Vince Vaughn, uh, playing, Ooh, I, th- I might have actually that. been playing it. It was playing one of the NHLs. Um, okay, just trying to bash the shit out of people. Uh, that but felt pretty see, realistic,
3: yeah, yeah, okay. Well, see, Paul Rudd and Seth, was Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, you know how you know your up? game, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 40 year old version. Oh, 40 year old Virgin sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were actually playing a game whilst I was doing that, but, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so Ralph walks in and he's dropping off the wind and the blows for homework. Ralph is so dumb now; it's almost annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I live here? Yeah. And then just walks off, runs off, barking or whatever. And I'm just like, when? when did this happen? Like, I, I know he uh, slowly deteriorated, but I suppose that this little wiggy here was pretty damn bad. But I don't know. I just feel like you know, they've really like gone over the top now. Like, not knowing where he lives or whatnot, but um, anyway, Lisa's more interested in the game. Uh, then Homer is weighing Pinchy, gets the weights completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, my my driver's license says one hundred twenty pounds,
4: one hundred and forty. So Pinchy must be one hundred and
3: sixty. Yeah. yeah, um, Lisa now faking an illness to play the game. Um, Bart's super jealous, but yeah, that's what happens when you build up trust with your parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Marge eventually sees through it all. And uh and drops her off at school. It's a risk she's willing to take to make the other kids sick. I love that Lisa's even still pleading. I might be just trying to find her reasons, you know, not to go to school. It's very unlike Lisa, but I, I like this side of the character, like you said at the start. It's cool seeing Lisa trying to
4: avoid school for a change. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like it's just it's just a nice nice change up, but not in that way where she was like suddenly trying to be the badass and bad no, the no, whole monitor. Like yeah.
3: Completely believable. Yeah. yeah. Um Miss Hoover has issues. Uh, oh, she issues the test, I should say. And I thought it was cool here. The wind in the willow is like, game over, mate. Mm. It was a really, really solid first act. Yeah, it was. Um, Set up both stories well, constantly funny. It, yeah. This was
4: great. There's a few moments, uh, and I like. I enjoy Miss Hoover's one of them. but There's a few moments where they think the joke is going, or they make you think the joke's going one way, and then they pull the dialogue back in the opposite direction. So, you know, don't worry about the test. Go grab a drink and then come back and complete your test. And yeah, then yeah, you get that same thing with Skinner in a moment and uh and Chalmers um but yeah, it's uh it's it is a really really good first pack a lot in actually to the first commercial break. Well, that Chalmers stuff's in the second act, but yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what this episode does is that last week was we did the opposite. So this episode constantly keeps you interested as to where the, what's going to happen. Mm. You're like, "Oh, where's this going to go?" like you're genuinely intrigued as to a, what, what's going to happen to Pinchy, and B, how's Lisa going to recover from cheating on this test? Like, what's yeah. going to be the result of this? Is she going to get in trouble? Where well, last week there was just like it was just a bunch of shit happening, but this this one was it was really solid.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay, all right, you can bluff your way through one test. Mr. Toad has a red blank. Okay, skip that one. Mr. Blank needs a blank in order to blank his blank. Oh, I am in deep blank the lowest grade in the class. She's going to say my name. Lisa Simpson, zero.
2: (gasps) Lisa, (gasps) the president of Harvard would like a word with you.
1: Nasty business, that zero. Naturally, Harvard's doors are now closed to you. But I'll pass your file along to (coughs) Brown. Hmm,
2: heck of a school. Weren't you at Brown, Otto? Yep, almost got tenure, too.
0: You're saying brown an awful lot. Are you okay? Well, actually, I do feel a little feverish. Ah, oh,
4: don't worry about the test. Just get yourself a nice drink of water. Then come back and finish the test.
3: So she sees Bart out in the hallway. He's got the fake uh, latex. Is it latex that he built himself out uh, of?
4: It's mostly latex, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, in the classroom. And then we, he introduced her to uh, to Nelson, who has all the answers. Nelson gives her,
4: not, not the answers, it's just study aids. <laughs> little loophole. Yeah, yeah. that's um, kind of like the guys that run LimeWire. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, we're simply a file sharing site. If people want to choose that to um, pirate things, that's not our fault. Uh, Lisa
3: refuses and then sees Willie. It's that, yeah, that absolutely gross moment and she realises that she better do it. Pinchy is now a free-range lobster and he puts him in the kiddie pool. And your favourite moment, look at him like Kale just like the boy.
1: Good news, my delicious friend. You're going to be a free-range lobster. Come on, boy, dig in. They'll give you a big, strong thorax. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Why, oh, you little... Oh, look at him, coward. Just like the boy. I can't stay mad at such a helpless little mammal. <laughs> I'm gonna get you for that, you little scamp. Here, take that, Pinchy. <laughs>
3: Homer's innocence there is just
4: amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And I like innocent Homer so much more than jerk Homer.
3: Yeah, 100%. It's just it's great in this episode. Miss Hoover hands out the scores. Lisa got an A triple plus, not an A quadruple plus. Quadruple plus. That's just Dremboe. <laughs> Miss Hoover's clearly an alcoholic. Marge wants to cook pinchy, but Homer can't do it. That was actually going to be one of the questions. If you Could you cook the lobster if you were in Homer's shoes?
4: Uh, yeah.
3: Could you cook a lobster... Like, Could could you take, buy a lobster
4: alive and put it in the pot of boiling water? I yeah, do well, it. The, you don't do that. You um, you kill them first. Like, the you pop a knife at the top of their head and just go crunch, and that's the end of the lobster, and then you put them in the pot. Um, Have you done that? No, I've never cooked a lobster before. Uh, in fact, I haven't cooked much shellfish in general. Um, yeah, or, but you do realise some places do just chuck this lobster into the hot water, right? Yeah, I've... Well... I'm aware of that as a thing. I'm just not sure how prevalent it is versus how much people think it happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could be... Like, I really don't know. But I'm fairly uh, yeah. sure. I, that I, I couldn't do it. I reckon in most restaurants these days, they'd have to kill them first. Oh, yeah. You'd think so.
3: I just love how Homer here is just me looking at the lobster and seeing like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> but then like Nick will look at it and be like, no, that's a fucking lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it pinches Marge, and oh look, Marge, he likes you. Now this here, I always remember my mum and dad watching, and my dad just finding this hysterical. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah he, just, he just, he just, he just. I think he just loved this episode in general. I think that's why it has a, a soft spot this episode with me, because there weren't many episodes that my mum liked. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but she really, really enjoyed this one. Homer then serves cabbages instead of lobster because he's made Pinchy risotto.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. Even the fact that he. <laughs> I think it's more of an American thing, but the fact that he goes to the effort of pronouncing it with the, I made you risotto.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and didn't cook it for everybody else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and now for the main course. Steamed main cabbages.
0: <clears throat> Pardon me for asking, but where the hell's my stupid lobster?
1: We're not eating, Mr. Pinchy. He's part of the family now. <clears throat> Pinchy, I made you some risotto. What? You be kidding me. What's your problem, Veggie? You don't even eat lobster.
0: No, but I enjoy the smell. Well, lobster or no lobster, this is still a very special dinner. Ta-da, ta-da, da Lisa broke her own record by two whole pluses. Mom, where did you get that? Oh, just turned up in the course of my daily rummaging. By the way, I oiled the hinge on your diary.
1: Aren't you proud of your big sister, Mr. Pinchy? Hmm.
0: Hmm. Ugh, I am sick of everyone being so
1: proud of me. That's my girl. So it's on the school
3: bus, and Bart can't understand why Lisa is upset. He's just like, "What? Why are you guilty? Like, uh maybe I'll be guilty. Maybe I feel guilty. No, no, I wouldn't. No, <laughs> I don't understand."
4: We then get to school and Nelson is offering more because, he, you know, it's got like a drug dealer now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the, what is it? I'll give you the numerators for free, but the denominators are going to cost you. Yeah.
3: Lisa just cannot handle the guilt. And then Skinner calls her to the office. And this is what you discussed earlier as well, where you think Lisa's in trouble now. Yeah. Um, you know, we never met. Um, and never placed plays it up, the, I'm very saddened. No, that's not the word. Delighted. Delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really good stuff. The school is now getting a grant due to Lisa's good score. Now, I don't understand... I know it's just a show, but is this actually a thing? Like, can you just get a a good score on a random
4: test and get a government grant for the school? Well, if that test was the one that pushed you up to get a particular grade point average that you needed. So, it's not like it's because she got the A+++. It's because the overall average rose to the minimum standard required for government funding. Couldn't the school just, like... Rig it? So one of the kids got, does really well, gets a good score, so the school gets money? Probably. Are you suggesting that uh, school test systems are in any way um, fallible, Dando? don't uh, We don't want to get the, the faculty offside. <laughs> there are a few teachers that listen to the show.
3: Maybe they can answer us. mailbag 4 you. Have you ever boosted up a score to get some grants? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that would be really interesting to know, actually. But then it's going to turn into an NPR podcast. Actually... Tell a lie, I can say it now because it was over a decade ago. So I did German in
3: year 12. Mm-hmm. And in order for the German um, sort of uh, faculty of the school mm-hmm. to continue, they have to get an, a, a certain average. Well, they boosted up the shit kids' scores to be mediocre, like oh, a little bit above average, so that the German faculty could continue the following year.
2: Yeah, right. Amazing.
3: Yeah. I won't na- I won't name the teacher's name, but yeah, that happened.
4: I remember him actually just openly telling us that. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um Uh <laughs> The only the only thing that I even know about German is just the joke from Top Secret of um I know a little German. He's standing right there. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it cuts to a <laughs> cuts to a like an old man who's about five foot tall wearing Lederhosen. <laughs> that that's pretty funny. I'll give you that.
3: Um <laughs> Lisa uh, eventually comes clean with Skinner, and it's an- another good cut to commercial. Her coming clean. So what's going to happen next? Mm. Um, we come back and Skinner says to I keep it a secret because Lisa admits that he's the only person that she's told. Uh, let's 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 handle this in a mature and above all quiet manner. <laughs> <laughs> but I can completely understand Skinner's justification for doing this. Oh,
4: of course he needs that. It's two hundred fifty grand.
3: It's Until you see that the fact he's spending all the money on liquor and
4: scoreboards. <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. Yeah, um, that but, doesn't, yeah, but that but doesn't make it matter any less to him. No, no,
3: but it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, and then, you know what I liked the most about this was the fact that the superintendent was on board with it as well.
4: Yeah, well, it, I mean, again, it's in his school district. Like his his pay is going to be connected to that performance, and I'm sure that yeah, he gets a boost. I can sort of believe, like, this, this conversation where he takes Lisa on
3: a tour and shows her why the school needs it, and, you know, Ralph with the Super Nintendo Charmers and whatnot, it feels so believable. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like a wacky thing. It's just like, no, I think if this really happened, the superintendent would take Lisa aside and say, look, I understand
4: you feel bad, but this school needs this. Your, your yeah. fellow students need this. Yeah, possibly. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's something that couldn't happen, that's for sure.
0: Super Nintendo Chalmers? I'm learning. Oh, uh, way to go, Ralph.
1: Ah, she's a beaut. You can't beat a Coleco. How many can I put you down for? A lot? Please say a lot. I
2: need this. I don't know. I'm not even sure we can keep this one. It's up to Lisa. What do you say, Lisa? Will you keep our little secret yeah. for the good of your classmates and your school?
1: And let's not forget old Gil, huh? <laughs> the wolves at old Gil's door.
0: Oh, I guess I don't have much choice.
1: <laughs> oh, thank God. Now let's talk rust-proofing. These calicos will rust up on you like that. Shut up, Gil. Close the deal. Close the deal. Everyone
3: goes on about this like it's the best thing in the world. I, I, I love more the... Him
4: spelling cat... I, I love more Gil talking about the rust protection. Or I was about confusion. to say, and,
3: and, and Gil, I forgot, makes this moment. Yeah, like these things will rust up. Oh, shut up, Gil, close the deal. <laughs> the wolves are at Old Gil's door. <laughs> uh, Lisa's struggling with it, but she agrees. Homer and Marge are then walking Pinchy, and he gets attacked by some punk ass
1: crab. Relax, boy. We're not gonna cook you. Enjoy your day at the beach. Oh, look, here's a little playmate for you. Hey, you don't have to take that from no punk ass crab. What's wrong with you? Dar, it's not his fault he's a sissy. Someone's been coddling him. Don't look at me. I wanted to eat him. Uh, sorry, it's usually the mother. <laughs> You know, I run a small academy for lobsters like this one. We stress tough love, daily chores and the like. No!
0: We're not sending the lobster away to some snobby boarding school.
1: Yeah, I understand. It's hard to let go. Uh, tell me this then. Do you have any spare change?
3: Have you ever had a moment where you're walking your dogs and they're sort of being barked at or they're being scared by something and you sort of. not been embarrassed, but you're just like, <sighs> stand up for yourself.
4: <laughs> um. No, no, not really. I just, uh, I'm, I'm happy to survive any other interaction with dogs out and about. Um, <laughs> ever since Murph had his run-in with a husky. running with a husky? Yeah, he got in a fight with a husky Christmas a couple of years ago. He's never been the same around other dogs since. Really? Oh, see, Jet's never, Jet got really attacked.
3: I'll probably discuss on the podcast. Yeah, like, he got really, he had to go to, like, the vet and get surgery. Not mm. surgery, but, like, stitched up and stuff. And, and you know what the thing is? Nicola's never been the same walking the dog ever since. Ah, uh, that sucks.
4: Cause it was it was bad. Like the guy yeah. who owned it, the dog. You, yeah, I remember you yeah, telling me about la- it. It's, it's awful I was just
3: laughing at it. So, so you got attacked by a husky.
4: Yeah, or it wasn't like the, they were just sort of wedged under a table. Um, and I reckon a scrap of food fell down or something. Oh, like was that. this at? Is this at a cafe or something? No this is up at my dad's place. Um, oh, okay. But anyway, so it was just that thing of like close proximity. They didn't have anywhere to back away. And so it just meant that they sort of lashed out at each other. And then there's been three or four incidents since where if another dog comes up and gets in his face, he will tolerate it and then he'll just go. Like there's no growling from him to say, go away. Like there's no warning shot. It'll just be there. And then it'll just be, rah, I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just gets anxious. Yeah. Understandable. Now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> present the grant money, a legendary figure in educational disbursement, State Comptroller Atkins. (laughs) Thank you. I'm here tonight to honor the girl whose unprecedented test score has set a new standard in excellence. Lisa?
0: Thank you. I know this giant check is very important to everyone here, but... What's even more important is the truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, after all, education is the search for truth.
2: No, no, it isn't. Don't listen to her. She's out of her mind.
0: And the truth is, we don't deserve this grant, and I don't deserve your applause. I cheated on that test.
2: (gasps) Wait! How dare you condemn this girl? Who among you can honestly say you've never cheated on your wives or your husbands? What she just did took courage. And where I come from, Canada, re-reward courage. So I hereby decree that you keep the grant. And let's give this brave girl the ovation she deserves.
3: Uh, the Comptroller here, Otto, I should say. Who here has never cheated on a test?
2: Or their wives?
3: Or their husbands? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a laughing manner. We shouldn't laugh. Lisa gets carried out. And Marge is still like still proud of her, just playing along. And Otto rips off the mask. And then, like I said, it's a real Bill and Ted reveal for me. And then the, the real money is given. And Bart's there with the fate Lisa. Oh, smart and modest. <laughs> but the, the, the best moment in this whole scene is, a uh, round of applause please for the real Comptroller. <laughs> just the look <laughs> over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Idiot. But anyway, so Lisa gives herself an F on the, on the, uh, on the score sheet. And we see Muddy Footprints. This was such a great way to end the episode. Mm. As sad as it is, there was no other way to end it. Because uh, Home, yeah. Homer, Homer would not have killed Pinchy, and it would have been horrible for one of the other characters to cook and eat him. Yeah, but they so can't you, you, keep you couldn't, you, couldn't, you, couldn't you, can't, you can't keep him. So what
4: else can you do? Yeah, you just give him a nice hot bath.
3: Yeah. Um, Pitchy <laughs> yeah. Pitchy! The acting
4: in that moment of realisation is fantastic As it oh, is throughout it's... the entire eating in sadness Yeah it's it the yeah.
3: butter Oh god that's good Pitchy would have wanted it this way <laughs> Like it's just yeah Dan was just in his element there Really yeah. really solid um, I just yeah This was one of my favourite episodes for a long
4: time I think I I really enjoyed it I think it's probably It's definitely been my favourite of the season um, I just... I don't know if it tops some of the later ones of Season 9 for me, but yeah, very, very good.
3: I think I actually enjoyed this one more than um, Natural Born Kisses. Well, for, mm. for different reasons, though. Natural Born Kisses is more... Re- I guess it's more relatable to my life. Not relatable to my life now, but I, as an adult, I can appreciate it more. Yeah, that's fair. But but this one has elements of both. You can understand it, enjoy it for the Lisa story as a kid, and the Homer story... You know, you don't even have to be old to, to appreciate that. Just be an animal lover, basically.
2: Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer?
3: So what
4: would you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that you make your own discounts in life.
3: Very philosophical of you.
4: Thank you. (laughs) I learnt you should never give your pet a bath. Uh, Nope. Uh, Didn't you say that Jet sleeps on the bed with you guys? He does. Yeah, maybe occasionally. Uh, We've got a fur blanket now. Jamil, Jamil is here! Mailbag time. What have we got this week? Um, what we've got right now is some weird ass fucking tech issue with Outlook. Any email that I click on is not open. Ah, there we go. My mobile phone. Well, was- I have
3: technical difficulties here on four figure discount. That's the kind of stuff. Okay. Pay you have good money for. So
4: here's <laughs> a fun little fact. If you hold Control in the web version of Outlook and try to open an email, it um it simply selects the email rather than opens it. And uh, why were you holding control? <laughs> I wasn't, but I'd sat my mobile phone down on the keyboard ah. and ah, yeah. it had just wedged its way onto the control key. Uh, Louis Fachi writes in with, Hi, guys. First of all, I just want to say thanks for the podcast and keep up the great work. Oh, also, this is not much of a question, more of a theory. Secondly... It's a theory that he's been thinking of ever since he started listening to The Simpsons podcast. Growing up, he loved watching The Simpsons on Channel 10. A lot of his childhood memories include watching it and kept watching it without knowing that it was widely disputed that the quality declined after season nine. Completely. Uh, I'm I'm in that category, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that he loved watching Futurama, which as Mm -hmm. he started to grow up, he started to enjoy more than The Simpsons. The theory... So his question and theory is the reason that the quality of The Simpsons declined after Season 9 because Matt Groening was focusing his attention and development on Futurama. After a bit of research, all the dates line up. That's Uh, something that's been
3: discussed before and... I'd say not because Matt didn't have too much input with
4: Futurama, I don't think. Uh, And, I mean, I don't know that he had too much in the day-to-day on The Simpsons either. So, while the dates line up, I think the more simple response is they'd made 180-something episodes and then they had a fresh slate. Like, any creative team, that's going to be the case. Um, I just think that the show, they hired
3: Mike Scully and he just wanted to take the show in a different direction. Yeah. The show wouldn't say the show was getting stale, but, you know, there's only so much you can do eight seasons deep. They're like, we to freshen it up a bit and it's just yeah. a different ideology of where the show should be. Yeah. But may- maybe maybe Matt wasn't around so much to sort of, and I don't know whether he actually did this, but maybe Matt wasn't around to sort of be a filter for things. But I think yeah. by that point that there was nothing was really being filtered, I, was I, it?
4: I, I really think it's just more that there's only so many things that you can do. Um, and any show, the longer it goes on, the further away it's going to get from being its best, just because... you got it can't be. Yeah. It can't be fresh anymore. You got to remember too. It's also the same
3: time that South Park and Family Guy came out, changed the way that people looked at animated comedy. Yep.
4: I, I um. I'd actually be really curious to know, like, if the guys from South Park went, all right, we're done with South Park, and then they came up with a new show. Would that be better than what South Park is right now? Because you could argue that the work that they've done uh, outside of South Park has been fresher and. More brilliant than what the last ten years of South Park have been, and I. Would, what was it, what know, was their last movie? Uh, oh, the last movie was Team America, I think. But was um, that
3: was it? Was it Team America? Wow.
4: Um, but they did the Book of Mormon. In yeah, Book the of meantime. Mormon, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm surprised hasn't been turned into a movie yet. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be difficult too, but doable, I suppose. Yeah, it would be. not many stage productions get movie adaptations. They're pretty rare. A lot of them. Uh, Rocky Horror was a pretty big one. Um, yeah. I mean, there are a few, but like the, if you think of how many stage shows there are and even how many are massive yeah. successes, not yeah. many of them get movie treatment.
3: I, I also remember in 1998, 1999, that was the moment when South Park first came out that at school, it was cool to discuss South Park because it was yeah. like, you shouldn't be watching it. Where yeah. the Simpsons, Simpsons was once the cool show and it wasn't the cool show
4: anymore. No. So that's, that I think played a big part yeah. as well. Simpsons was like the old friend, but yeah. South Park was edgy and new and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Frank writes in, hi Dando and Mitch, I've been watching some of the later seasons of the show and a question popped into my head. What's a plot line from the post golden era that you wish was written and produced during the golden era? For him, weekend at Bernsey's season thirteen is a great idea with some great moments, but it would have been so much better if it had been written as say a season six or seven episode. Another example would be the Italian Bob season seventeen. I thought that the idea was solid, but the but the jokes were largely, um, well, Taylor says shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm reading here largely shit. I'm like that's that's yeah yeah. <laughs> I
3: weekend at Burnsy that was the one where he smokes marijuana, right? Oh, I don't actually know. I haven't seen Let it. Let me just have a look. Ones that I think would have been better if the... Yeah, working at Burns was the marijuana one. Um, I remember that being a huge deal. Do you, were you past The Simpsons by that point? like, do, Or do you still remember yeah. it being promoted No, I, I was pretty well. I'd moved on at that point. You were done? Okay. Hmm.
4: It was kind of similar to like The Natural Born Kisses where it was like adults only. Yeah, okay. Um, So I would say like the, the first one that I would answer to that and I forget the name of the episode but the one a couple of years ago we've spoken about it where they made a big deal about how Smithers was going to come out to Mr. Burns. And it was yep. handled very poorly. Uh, I think yeah, it, that, it didn't. It didn't even really come out. Yeah, I, I reckon that storyline needed a James um, James L. Brooks' sensibility. I feel like maybe writers with a bit more.
3: Not saying the writers now don't love the show because they grew up on the show, but I feel like the
4: writers in the in like the, the golden era, as we call it. Sort writers of who, the show Like, it, like Writers sort of who felt like, like the, the characters were theirs Rather than That the characters Had been given to them
3: I was going to say Like it was their child Yeah As yeah. opposed to you know, Here's a present Go write for the show Go yeah. write these characters Yeah Yeah um, Yeah so that's a good one Yeah the Smithers coming out hmm. um, An episode Oh You know here's, here's here's one Here's one And it's actually even closer To the golden era
4: But Maud Flanders death
3: uh, Oh yeah That would have been handled Much better
4: in season six Yeah I would agree All right, maybe one more email. Don't know if this is a question or not. This comes in from Jason Clear. Hey guys, heard you talking about how much you like Hanna Barbera cartoons Mm. and wanted to pass on a little gem in case you hadn't come across it on your own. Around 20 years ago, there began a late night program on the American Channel Cartoon Network, which uh, on Adult Swim. It was cartoons that were very much not for children. One of those cartoons was Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. The old Hanna Barbera superhero Birdman. is set up to be a lawyer who defends multiple Hanna-Barbera characters in court. He even handles a case where Dr. Quest and Race Bannon are fighting over custody of Johnny Quest and Hadji. It's a little bit n- of nostalgia with a hilarious bent. Look it up and let me know what you think. Um, so that's actually kind of interesting in that I was aware of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, but I didn't actually know that that's what the synopsis of it was. I'd never seen an episode of it. It's just one of those things that like you see in promos or I've seen on a TV guide, but I've never watched it. That sounds pretty I- fantastic. I watched it a couple of times
3: sort of when I was maybe, I don't know, late teens, I guess. It was Mm. just, you know, when you're staying up late and you're just flicking through Foxtel and it's just, they had those random cartoons on. At used to have it at the Cartoon Network, right? Was it Cartoon Network? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it would have been Cartoon Network. Um, And I remember not really enjoying the show, but the guys at work have told me now that it's fantastic. And it's just one of those shows that I'm like, yeah, well, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. So like I've heard nothing but good things, but I remember at the time... I wasn't a huge fan. But to be honest, I did not know it was a Hanna-Barbera character. Sorry.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, uh, neither did I. I don't think I've ever seen Birdman as a Hanna-Barbera. Um, no. uh, maybe it was one that just didn't make it as big over here when we were younger. What's that? Like, maybe it just didn't make it very big over here when we were younger. Uh, yeah, well, it's just one of those things that if you didn't have paid TV, you didn't see it. Mm.
3: You no, know? and there was no such thing as streaming services and whatnot. So if you didn't have Foxtel, you missed out quite yeah. a bit. And we got like 90s. we
4: got a lot of Hanna Barbera on free to wear, but it was yeah. the the classics. It, it, yeah, it was like their their A roster. Yeah. By the way, shout out for Jason Clear, he's the guy that made that um
3: Dohemian Rhapsody.
4: Ah, oh, yeah, nice.
3: Yeah. Very, very good stuff. Which you can find on the four finger discount YouTube channel.
4: Any more questions, Mitchell? Is that the mailbag for this week? No, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for submitting something, guys, and giving us some decent material to work with Yeah, the first time Jeez, in a while.
3: Preci- Yeah, appreciate it. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Send your questions in. We will definitely read them and we'll read them out on next week's show if they are worthy. But I guarantee you, we're only getting a few coming through. So whether they're worthy or not, Mitch will still probably read them out.
4: Yeah, pretty much. You uh, could send me through a takeaway menu and I will read out what options <laughs> there are. <laughs> You know how many takeaway menus are going to send through now? Uh, <laughs> two, because people seem to not even care. I'm just going to throw out wackier suggestions each week until one finally takes on in the general public.
3: Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au. Alrighty, thanks for listening to our view of Lisa again today. Next week it is Homer Simpson in kidney trouble. Another silly episode, but I remember really enjoying it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, where Homer has to give up his kidney
4: for Grandpa because yeah. He- your has exploded. Pretty funny stuff. The giant toilet is one of my favourite visual jokes, um, I think. Like, just the everything mounting up when Grandpa really needs to go.
3: And the whole scene at the, at the Wild Wild West, I remember that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. Anyway,
4: looking forward to that
3: next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget, patreon.com slash discount if you want to support the show and get a bunch of exclusive content. We're going to be reviewing Joker for our Movie Guys podcast coming out. But for now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? May all your lobsters have toothpicks.